everyone, it's Devin, and welcome back to An Emo Girl's Guide to the Galaxy, where we debate, rant, and curse too much. We're so excited to kick off season two with you, and me and Loretta are here to test out a new segment with everybody. Um, we're calling it Out of Rock Bottom, and yes, that may or may not be a Spongebob reference. Yeah. Um, up to interpretation. If you like Spongebob, it is. If you don't like Spongebob, you're wrong. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> We'll be here as a duo every so often talking about the way that we are coping with our millennial angst. So um, the lists will include, but are definitely a lot limited to, the songs we're listening to on repeat. Because yes, I still repeat songs every day when I have an inkling. <laughs> uh, fantasy books we're dissociating to, K-dramas that give us our missing serotonin. So we'll just jump right into it and i'll hand it off to loretta to start off with our first topic it's all about disassociating really <laughs> um <laughs> who wants real life not me we're gonna start with the books that we're reading this week and i am reading the luminaries by susan uh dennard 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 i don't know how to say her last name i say dennard um but... i know i say dennard but i have no idea um who i love i read the first book of truth, which because I'm me and I never follow through with anything. So I read the first one of that and I really loved it. I just never finished the series. The series so far is really good. I'm not <laughs> sure if it's done, but I enjoyed that series. Um, yeah, I really loved it. And the luminaries is really cool. I for anyone who doesn't know, um, she la it's I think it was the summer of twenty nineteen. She had this massive Twitter thread and it was a choose your own adventure kind of thing. And so she started tweeting, um, like, You're in a forest and you're running, and then someone grabs your shoulder, what do you do? And then you would have to vote. Everyone had to vote on what they wanted to do. And it lasted like the entire summer. But it I don't know if that inspired the book or if the book inspired the thread. I don't know which came first. I think but, it was um, the thread. I think the thread came first and then she was that's inspired what I thought. by that and made the story. So I'm excited for that. I one. I got way into that. I was like, oh my God, which <laughs> should we choose? I don't know. And then you only you're only given like three lives and then I don't know. I, I can't remember if we hit that last time or not. Um and so then if you die you're just fucked. But <laughs> um so I was way into that and I'm having a really great time reading it now because there are so many Easter eggs from the Twitter thread. Um like there's a hashtag uh J uh associated with that and the and the first time she sees that character she says uh J and it made it filled me with so much serotonin. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's making me more excited to read this now. Yeah, it's super fun. Um I'm like halfway through it, so I'll keep you posted. But yeah, that's what I'm reading this this week. Nice. I'm reading uh the Deadly Seven series by Lana Perchik, which if everybody recalls, it's the same author who wrote Fae Guardians, and I have been obsessed for months, if not a year now. So I started her you other You got me series. obsessed too. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I started her other series, and it's basically spicy superheroes. Like, it kind of reminds me of um, the Umbrella Academy. Nice. And they are creating babies who have, like, a certain type of genetics based off of the seven deadly sins, and they have powers, and... It's spicy, so... Wait, like, like they're cloning babies? No, or? so it's like, 
there's a, <laughs> a surrogate yeah well yeah because there's a surrogate mom right so the scientist who comes up with this is like their surrogate mother what and they have a surrogate father but she codes the dna based off of like quote the genome of the seven deadly sins I don't really know, Whoa. like, scientifically <laughs> speaking, that is that possible? Probably not, but it's a fantasy book and it's spicy superheroes. So, <laughs> the scientist, like, says that she can make the genomes or copy them from the seven deadly sins. And so, she's, like, their surrogate mother and she, they all have DNA from, quote, the seven deadly sins. And each of them has specific powers. So, there's literally, like, greed, lust, gluttony pride wrath like all of them um, i saw that written on the cover of the book so i was wondering how that tied in yeah and each of the books is named after one of the seven deadly sins and there's also like this whole undercover like hidden faction of nuns who are like not nuns but they pretend to be nuns who are trying to save the world and some of them have powers and some of them don't and so that's gonna be a spinoff, I think. So she has another series called Hunter Nuns coming out, which I'm also excited for. Me too. Um, so basically, I'm just like Lana Trash at this point, and I'm just going to read everything. Me too. But if you want spicy superheroes, The Deadly Seven is really good. She marketed uh, the nuns thing as like n- Buffy, but if she was a nun who fought. Yeah, Buffy meets Constantine. Yeah, and obviously I'm all over that, so... Yep, we're here for all of the spicy fantasy, basically. Okay, well, those are the books we're reading, so everybody join us so that way we can fangirl over all of the books. Yes. (laughs) Um, All right, (laughs) I am also obsessed with Charlie Puth lately, so if anybody wants to come uh, be obsessed with his TikToks and also his new album, which I am convinced... That Charlie missed his calling as an emo boy or a singer in an emo band because the lyrics on the Charlie album, I can't get over. It's really good. <laughs> They're it's hilarious. Really <laughs> I was just listening to that. T- I listened to it for the first time earlier and it was cracking me up. I forget what I sent you some. I <laughs> Yeah, the, like, that you're you, like, responsible for all the tears on my piano. Yes, that, that one. That was yeah. cracking me up. I was like, you and emo then, son and- of a bitch. Girls are all the same. All they want to do is break my heart. Like, every single girl is after Charlie's heart. Like, I'm sorry, Charlie Puth, for whoever hurt you. Like, I forgot to tell you, too. My my mom texted me earlier, and she was like, oh, my God. Uh, she's not even into Charlie Puth, which is hilarious. <laughs> but um, she sent me this thing, and I guess it was a clip. I guess he did a Howard Stern interview recently, and he said that he's uh-huh. in love and he's in a relationship with someone. No. And I was like, that's going to be yeah, so upset. Just when I was liking Charlie Puth. I know. Well, based off of his music, it doesn't seem like anything lasts long, so I feel like I have a decent chance. Like, Charlie yeah, Puth, you can still get in there. I'm, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> we can like be your muse. I'm not like all the other girls who want to break your heart. <laughs> I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> I like books. <laughs> I read classic literature. I trip he, a lot. In one of his in one of his songs he mentions like he saw some girl on TV with the bleach pink hair and the ribbed jeans and I was like, Great. Dyed hair and <laughs> I'm <ribbed> already in. <laughs> like got it covered. <laughs> I just gotta get in front of the man. <laughs> um 
I have nothing really to contribute. I, I listened to Taylor Swift's new album today, and um, I don't understand the hype, I'm going to say. It's not my kind of music, so I was kind of bummed. But really, I've just been, I made myself a fall playlist, and I've been listening to that on repeat. And it's really just like a bunch of Florence and the Machine and Hoser songs. Um, and some Halsey, and that's what I've been listening to lately. <laughs> I don't know why that's what I want to listen to during the fall time, but that's what I got. Makes me feel yeah, all the witchy. New, the new Taylor album isn't my favorite, but I think I'll probably get into it eventually. I'm a 1989 in red kind of girl. Like those are That's my Taylor era. Me too. Yeah, I haven't really been into the mellow stuff. Like I really loved um, Love, and then... I don't know. I haven't really been into the other thing, the other new stuff that she yeah. put out. I think it's because I'm Personally. already depressed. Like, I don't need I know. I don't want to feel Swift. my feelings. <laughs> it's about disassociation. <laughs> to make me feel more depressed than I already am. Like, I need Charlie yeah. Puth to make me feel Give happy me some pops. about my depression. Exactly. Like, his songs are very sad boy, but, like, I can but jump they're around peppy. and pretend to be happy. And Taylor Swift is like, no, we're just going to be sad We're going to be sad, forever. yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> there were a handful of songs that I didn't um, hate uh, that I kind of liked, but I don't know. Not my, not for me. Yeah, it's, it's different <laughs> than what we're used to, yeah. Give me the pep. Give me the bops. <laughs> Taylor, we love you. Taylor stands. Don't come I after know, us, please. please. We love Taylor Charlie, Swift. don't tell Taylor that we, <laughs> that we said that. <laughs> I'm sure you guys we know each other. <laughs> <laughs> what animes are you watching this week? I haven't been watching anything new because I have been trying to get through Naruto for like a year now. <laughs> it's literally been a year. I don't What's know that Titanic meme? It's been 85 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the SpongeBob one year later. <laughs> yeah. One eternity later. I went into it fully being like, I can binge this. Like, it's not going to be a problem. I don't know what takes people so long. And it's like... It does fool so you. much content. And it's not just... Con- like, it's heavy content. How that it's a yeah. good show, I will never understand. I've cried more tears watching Naruto than I have, like, any other <laughs> movie or song or book. Like, nothing compares to the heartbreak that I got, that I have <laughs> watching Naruto over these fictional cartoon characters yes like (laughs) so there's so much heart there's humor there's tears it's so cute death there's magic kind of there's ninjas like i it has everything that there's ramen in a series yeah it does fool you in the beginning because i watched the first god how far did i get not that far um, you I probably watched... did get far into the original Naruto series. You're not in Shippuden yet. Yeah, right? I, no, I started. I started from the very beginning, which was a smart or stupid decision. I don't know. Um, smart. Oh, I'm watching all of the filler content. Like people try to convince me to skip filler, and I'm like, no. If I'm going, in, no, I want to watch all, all of it. I'm watching every single episode, and I'm watching every single movie. Like that's yeah. what's happening. So I have like 250 episodes left and one one movie I think left. And I'm so close, but it's just so much. So I have to Come on. Things. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I got a season in. I can't remember, but it's so cute. Like, it's only a half an hour long, and in the beginning, it's not, like, that heavy, so it fools you, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I can watch this forever, and then, like, someone dies, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, and it's also that mix between... I was trying to explain this to one of my sisters the other day, too, um, because she was trying to get me to watch, like, a romance anime, and I was oh, like, yeah. no, like, I, I watched the fantasy and the action stuff. Like, that's what I like. And she's like, you're over here reading all of these smutty books. And I'm like, yes, but the, smut, but the smut is like a second layer. Like, the main story is like war and death and fighting and like trying to take yeah. over a kingdom. <laughs> the romance of the smut is just like an extra added benefit to it. Like, I don't need drama about like a love triangle and that's the only focus of the show <laughs> like, yeah i need the fantasy i need some fighting i need like epic battles and people dying what show was she trying to get you to watch uh fruit fruits basket oh fruit basket <laughs> yeah, yeah that, they like, drag that shit out forever too yeah she was like that's kind of fantasy too it's the zodiac and i said okay what's the problem explain it to me and she's like uh, they're trying to get one of the top Zodiacs. <laughs> She's in love with two guys. <laughs> like, I actually yeah, can't no, remember. I saw, I read it, but. Yeah. I watched the, the original one and then it ended. And at the time there wasn't anything else. And I was like, what the fuck? I have to know. <laughs> and then I um, found it online and I stayed up like multiple nights in a row just to figure out who she ended up with. So now I know, but. yeah no that sounds like that's definitely not a show for you because that's kind of it (laughs) (laughs) uh but what else other than fruits basket are you into right now i haven't really been watching any any i don't know in true loretta fashion i keep starting shit and then not finishing it so i made a list of all the animes that i have started and need to finish and naruto is last because there's the most of that i have to get through <laughs> you so need to sprinkle I, them in you're like okay i finished an episode yeah of maybe I, watch like three episodes of naruto yeah that's true maybe or like a season because there's so much now i can watch yeah. one season of naruto <laughs> um, so I think I want to start it with Demon Slayer soon because I oh, yeah. mostly I don't have that much to catch up on Demon Slayer. Um, yeah, just the new what is it, the Entertainment District or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm caught up on Demon Slayer for now, so I won't spoil it. I won't say anything other than it's fun. I'm excited. I love that. I fucking love that show. Um, that one in Jujutsu. I want to. I want to finish that one. Because I only got, yes. I think I got a season Jujutsu into that Kaisen. one. Jujutsu Kaisen. You have to watch the movie, too. There's a movie that you have to catch up on. Oh, yeah. Son of a bitch. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm so, the one who intakes all of the stuff, and you're just like, I don't finish it. Just tell me what is left, what I, I need to get to. <laughs> well, most of the time I want to finish stuff, and then I don't. And I don't know why. I don't know. It's There's something wrong with me. But if I don't, I'll <laughs> be okay. like... Dev, tell me what happens. I don't feel like watching this. <laughs> yeah, it's a good balance. <laughs> yeah, it's, you do all the work. <laughs> I reap the benefits. Um, okay, well, other stuff we've been doing and not reading is watching movies, and it's spooky season, so I have been watching The Conjuring Universe in chronological order. How that happened, I don't really know. I think I was like sitting and trying to figure out what I wanted to watch. So I just watched 
Annabelle, and I was like, oh, there's more in this universe. It's all tied together. So then I researched, of course, and went down like a dark hole. And then I was just going to say, I didn't know that there was a universe. Yeah, they're all like written and directed by the same people, I think. And since it follows the same couple, like uh, the Warrens, um, or how it ties back to them, everything is in order. So, like, you start with the nun and you go through the Annabelle movies and then you go through the Conjuring movies and it's all kind of tied to either things that were, like, haunting them and their family or uh, cases that they took on and they're all kind of intertwined, which it's really fun. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, if you like scary movies. If you don't like scary movies, maybe not the best for you, but if you do... I know, I'm not going to watch any of them, but that's cool. It's It's fun. I have a, I support a you. method, though. Like, you start, <laughs> you watch a scary movie, and then to cleanse your palate, like, before the end of the night, you put something funny on. So, like, you watch the scary movie, and then you watch, like, an episode of New Girl, and then everything's fine. That makes sense to me. I, um, I did watch, I did watch Carrie. That's the scariest thing I've watched this <laughs> spooky season. Um... Because I read the book and then I watched the movie. I was going to try and watch the new movie today and then I didn't get a chance to. But the one with um, Ansel Elgort. But I didn't get to. <laughs> it doesn't look like it'll be good. But um, yeah. The one thing for anybody who's interested in like Stephen King stuff. The one thing I will say which Loretta can now vouch for. Is that his books or his stories are usually scarier because of the characters. And that's one thing the movies always get like not they don't hit right like the characters are always way worse in the books and in the movies because I feel like the people making the movie are focusing so much on like the ghosts or the other like horror elements and not the fact that the his characters are like psychotic crazy humans who are living out in the real world Mm -hmm. um but I would highly recommend like if you do like the movies to go read the books because the books are probably like 10 times crazier yeah, it kind of blew my mind because I watched Carrie, the OG Carrie from 1970-whatever, or 80, yeah. or I don't know. Um, and then I read the book, and it's so different because the way it's formatted is different. So, like, mm-hmm. the movie just tells the story of Carrie, and she goes to the prom, and everyone dies. But uh, yes. the book tells it. <laughs> the end. I feel like that's not a spoiler. <laughs> everyone knows. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's too old. But in the book, it's really interesting because, like, there are the there are like scientific articles that reference what happens later on, like years after the prom incident happens, and it's just way more interesting. And I now I'm like almost mad thinking about it because I really want someone to do a version like Illuminate style, where they're like interviewing people like they do in the book. Like, you know, yep. like the cop is interviewing people like victims or whatever. Like, I wish they had yeah. done it that way because that would be super cool. And the the scariest person in the book is actually Billy, Chris's uh-huh. uh, boyfriend or yeah, whatever. The boyfriend. He's the creepiest. And I was like, yeah, I wasn't expecting. You're just like a fucking doofus in the movie. But in the book, he's like uh-huh. really creepy. <laughs> yeah. That's basically how all of Stephen King's books are. The people are like really wild and you're like what is going on this is insane yeah um also one thing that i really love which i'm not so ingrained into the universe to know all of the easter eggs but his entire universe is also connected so he 
most of his books all of and most them? of his stories happen in Maine. I think most of them. So they all happen in Maine, right? A lot of them take place in Castle Rock. And some of them, like, it <laughs> takes place in Derry, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But they're all in the in or around Maine, right? And they all reference each other in some way. Like, you'll have somebody say, like, oh, yeah, the incident over there with so-and-so. And it just, like, kind of one-off mentions it. And so you know that it's all in the same world. Um, yeah. But you can Google. I, like, looked this up, too, because I'm like, no way. I'm not that kind of reader where I'm going to, like, remember everything. But yeah. he does, He does like, slip in little details and enough for them to, like, make a show specifically about Castle Rock. Like, they made a, sh- I don't know what channel it's on or what streaming service, but it's called Castle Rock. And it's just about all of the creepy stuff that happens in Castle Rock, which is a city or the town that all of the crazy stuff in Stephen King books happens. And I'm oh my like, gosh, I didn't know I'm, that. Like, this is this is insane. And that's why I love all of his books, because it's also that element of, like, hidden Easter eggs and all of the details that the person like me lives for when I'm like, yes, <laughs> it's all fan. connected yeah yep <laughs> i was wondering because i was reading um, um carrie and billy reminds me so much of the ghost that haunts the car and christine and i was like i wonder which one came first and um carrie came before christine did but then i read an article and i was like did he did did that inspire this? But then I read an article that, like, one of his old cars inspired Christine or something. And I was like, well, that's not fun. <laughs> but. Yeah, and the Stanley Hotel inspired The Shining, which is awesome. And I want to go visit the Stanley Hotel. That's close Isn't to here. is that by so. you? I was yeah. going to say, yep. My mom and I were talking about going at some point. I was like, we should go to the Stephen <laughs> King Hotel. Um, and then to keep things going with Spooky Season, we also have some of our favorite recommendations. Um, across all variety of entertainment, but we're covering the actually scary stuff and the not so scary stuff because I love scary stuff and Loretta likes and spooky fun yeah. <laughs> stuff, I lighthearted always, spooky season stuff. Yeah, I always seek out the witch content <laughs> when it's spooky season. <laughs> No, not me. I I love being scared. I don't like people touching me, so that kind of scare stuff is not my thing. But I can sit there with, like, my heart pounding, being like, what is going to happen? Like, go to bed with the lights on because something's going to pop out under my bed. That's my kind of scary. <laughs> um, my first one that's super scary that actually, like, really messed me up and I don't know why is The Taking of Deborah Logan and it's streaming on Amazon Prime. That movie messed me up. Like, I went to bed that night hearing noises, being like, what's going to come after me? Like, this is what's going on. (laughs) And the premise is that this woman and her mom hire a research team to come in and document their family because the mom has dementia. And so the research team comes in and are they have, like, a theory or they're trying to prove, like, what the struggles are with a family who is dealing with somebody with dementia and Alzheimer's. And so it's this cross between, like, is it your illness or is it spiritual? Is it demons? Is it because you have, you know, this sickness? Like, what's going on? And so it's just messed up. Like, you just, uh, that's all I'm going to say. But if you like that kind of weird, trippy mind stuff, 
watch the taking of Deborah Logan. <laughs> Creepy. We'll just go back and forth. I'll, I'll let you okay. like cleanse the palate now with something that's a little bit more fun. Well, I was going to say, the only legitimately scary thing that I've ever watched that, like, actually freaked me out, and I still think about it sometimes, is um, one of my friends kept telling me about how amazing American Horror Story is, and then for some reason... The fir- for some reason, the first season that she made me watch was... I didn't even make it a season. The first episode that she made me watch was um, the circus one. And uh, yeah. Twisty the Clown shows up and he's like murdering people at night while they sleep and stuff. And then I read that that was inspired by a true person, I think. And that fucked me up for a while. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, the first season for me for American Horror Story is will always be the best season. I was just thinking about that while you were talking to me. I really want to go back and watch um, Coven because I've heard that's yeah. really good, but I have not done nothing. But anyway, the first season for me, it's a typical like haunted house, scary story, um, like scary ghost story, and then there's also plot twists, and then of course this is also a universe that everything ties together. So if you're like me and you want everything to tie back together, you have to watch all the seasons so that way you can know how everything is tied together. Damn, that's not happening for me, but. <laughs> I support but yeah, you. <laughs> but um, one of the things I have written down that's um, kind of scary, but like not super scary, is the book of the Ocean at the End of the Lane by Neil Gaiman. I've read like three horror books, and so I was trying to think of what I've read. I was like, I don't know, and then I suddenly remembered that book, and it's actually pretty creepy, and it's really short. So if you want something really easy to read this spooky season, that is a good one. It's about this little boy um, and you see everything through his perspective and it's kind of really cool the way he does it because he's playing with like that feeling when you're a kid and you see something that you don't understand, but it's kind of messed up, you know, and yeah. and it's kind of it has a fantasy element in there and um, it's really good. So I recommend that one. Okay, I haven't read that one, so I'm adding it to my list. One on my end of the spectrum, which it's not the scariest thing ever, but I actually really enjoyed it. It's called Our Crooked Hearts by Melissa Albert. Um, And it follows a mom and a daughter. They're both witches. And the timeline goes back and forth. So you see some of it in the mom's perspective when she's younger, and then you see some of it in the daughter's perspective um, when the mom is older. And you see how the entire story comes full circle. And it read a lot like a typical like teen horror story or teen horror movie plays out. Um, you have like the pop scares. You have like the, the villain that is antagonizing people like throughout the generations. And you see like how everything kind of flows and comes together at the end. And it's, I really enjoyed it. So if you like witches and scary beings that one is a good read too which is um one of the other ones i wanted to mention well first of all king of battle and blood i have that written down because it's a vampire book (laughs) and it counts god damn it (laughs) and i'm gonna recommend that book any chance i get there's a lot of smut but i will say that it is a really good book if you're into vampires and you just want a vampire book read that one it's really good but there aren't i feel like that's not actually scary it's just the fact that it has vampires it's not scary at all. <laughs> it's, it's very smutty and it's a romance, but he's a vampire, so in my mind it counts. 
Um, the other not scary at all book that I have written down is The Near Witch by Victoria Schwab, and it's one of her early books. Um, so it's not like mind blowing or anything, but it is really fun, and it's a YA book, um, and it's about a girl witch. So that one's a fun one. I was gonna say that I watched that movie Smile, um, and the <laughs> ending was trash like that ending sucked balls so badly i read your note and said smile sucked balls and it made me laugh yes (laughs) i went with one of my friends and we at the end of the movie we just like looked at each other and we're like that's are you serious that's how it ends like i get it but also it was trash i was like this had so much potential and i did not like the end maybe so maybe somebody who's a bigger horror person than i am can explain to me like why they chose to end it like that maybe there's some like profound meaning to it that i'm missing but i didn't enjoy the ending (laughs) it was fine up until the ending and i was like trash goodbye (laughs) the best thing i got got out of that experience yes that was good was popcorn and M&M's. And if anybody wants to know the best snack to take into a movie theater, it's popcorn slathered in butter with a bag of peanut M&M's mixed in. And I will die on that hill. I've never mixed in the peanut M&M's, so I need to do this. Yes, it's so good. You just, like, grab a handful and then you already have your mixture made of, like, a surprise. Like, am I going to get M&M's? Am I not? And then when you do, you're like, ooh, buttery, salty, sweet. And it's just the best thing yeah, ever. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> We're also here for food recommendations, I guess. <laughs> I will say, too, this just came to me but as we were talking about Smile. But I will say one of my favorite horror movies of all time is Cabin in the Woods. I love that movie, too. One of my it's friends so made me watch it, and she was like, I'm not going to tell you anything about it, and you're not to, you're not allowed to look up anything about this movie. Uh-huh. You just have to go in blind. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was the best. It was amazing. Yeah. It has a, a good balance of the scary tropes and then yeah. the comedy horror elements and then the plot twist ending and the acting is really cool. It's good it completely the flips like, like mid-movie I... and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what it's amazing. are we Yeah. It's good. <laughs> uh, what else do I have on my list? Oh, Wild is the Witch. That one is not scary, but it is spooky season vibes because the main character is a witch and I just love that book so much. It's YA, but it had so much aesthetically pleasing like writing and scene setting and it was just really good so i'm throwing it out there because i love that book i just downloaded that from i put it on hold through my library and my hold claim through so i'm still reading the luminaries but i downloaded that <laughs> and i hope I, I can do both yes that is i a really want to read book it for you to read during spooky season knowing that you don't like spooky stuff at all it's just vibe <laughs> it's very vibey I'm here for the vibes. I'm here for all the witch vibes. I wish I could um, recommend, I just finished reading a while ago, Ruinous Fate. And that one hasn't come out yet. That one comes out in um, January 3rd. So if you're listening to this in the future, you should go and read that for spooky season because it's a witch book and it's excellent. But um, y'all have y'all listening to this in real time have to wait. Was that the one you were fangirling over and you're like, oh yeah. my god, I'm obsessed already. There's a guy with blue hair and he showed up and say. I was in love with him immediately. <laughs> I was like, you could be evil and I don't even care right now. <laughs> it was amazing. That's what I was getting at. Like you had to give them the description of the character because knowing everybody it's listening, important. they also are going to fall in love with the blue haired boy. With Here's my cell. Wait, he- the piercings or tattoos? 
I was just going to say, here's my cell. He has <laughs> bright royal blue hair. Um, I think he has tattoos. Um, he also has a nipple ring. So that's all you need to know. <laughs> just go and do I'm it. Sold. Sold. Is it, is it YA? <laughs> yeah, it's YA. Okay, I'm still sold. But it's super fun. It's like found family. Um, a bun- it's very inclusive. Um, and yeah, there's a huge plot twist at the end. And I was like, what? And now I have to wait even longer for the next one, which I'm very upset about. But it's super good. Well, the blue hair tattooed piercings got me. So I'm here for it. That's all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> if you're looking for a spooky season podcast, I also recommend Lore, which I feel like I've referenced or I've brought up before. Um, but Aaron Mankey has a podcast called Lore, and he also has, I think, three books based off of his podcast with, like, stories. And he walks through the lore or the history surrounding um, certain fairy tales, certain folklore, cer- certain, like, murders infamous murders infamous uh locations and he is such a good storyteller like i love everything he does so i will end on that note with aaron mankey i've always wanted to um read the one about i think folklore but i never have maybe i should just look up the podcast instead yeah, the podcast episodes, each one focuses on a particular topic. So there's one on werewolves, I think. There's one on vampires. There's one on, like, changelings. And he always okay, ties awesome. it back to, like, actual history and where the folklore started or how it has affected human history. And then he deep dives into, like, the human mind and why we believe in certain things like why we're afraid of the dark or like how our fear of the dark has brought about folklore tales on things that go bump in the night or whatever it might be like he always ends on that note and i'm just like i love this so much (laughs) that's dope as fuck yeah all right is that it for our our spooky season special uh i think so all right, well, Charlie Puth, if you're listening, special shout out <laughs> to my new favorite emo boy. I don't know if you're just hiding your emoness or what. We're here to accept you. We can teach you our ways. You're masking so. it in pop songs. Well, we, we see you. <laughs> we can see we, it. Yeah, we know what's in your heart, and we're here to accept you. Can't you can't hide from the fellow emos. We'll bleach your hair for you. We'll get you some ripped jeans. <laughs> Dye it blue. It'll happen. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's it for us. We hope to see you back um, officially when we start off season two. Make sure you're Yay. following us on social. We're at Emo Girls Guide on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all the things. Um, and may your day be filled with main character energy, but not horror main character energy, but, like, regular <laughs> main character energy. Regular ma- staying alive main <laughs> character energy. Yes, you are, the fi- you are the final girl, but, you know. You are not the token <laughs> person that gets dead. Yeah, you're not, you're not the sacrificial lamb. You're the final person, <laughs> you live, and everything's good. So go off and read your scary stories and have some main character energy today. Yay!